is Wednesday, my dudes. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Wednesday Pool List. This is a non-traditional episode, <clears throat> as Lex uh, had a death in the family. <clears throat> Excuse me. Lex had a death in the family and um, unfortunately couldn't make it. And well, our hearts go out to Lex, and, and we're sorry to hear about that. So we hope that he'll return next week, but uh, he needs to take as long as he needs to uh, help him you know, recover from this. So, uh, uh, today we have a special guest. We have Dr. George, longtime listener, longtime What's friend. Going on, man? <laughs> happy here. to be here. Yeah, we're happy to have him. Uh, he's our third that we take criticisms from. He's good at, uh, he's good at watching <laughs> the discord and telling us what we're doing wrong. So, uh, we're happy to have him here. And, uh, and Dr. George actually had uh, the suggestion for today's episode as far as what we're reading. So we're, uh, I'm excited about that, <laughs> even if it was depressing as hell. Uh, it was Sorry. it was a good book. So, um, All right, review over. I'll see you later. <laughs> so uh, as we're here, uh, Doc, do you want to tell anything about yourself or do you want to go right into trending topics? Um, I'm a comic book collector. I spend way too much money and I work too hard at my job. I'm always tired. Pretty much it. <laughs> that sounds that sounds pretty uh, uniform among all of us. Spend too much money <laughs> and work too hard. Yeah. I work too damn hard. <laughs> all right. So uh, as we've spoken of before, when I'm the host host, uh, I'm not up to date on shit like Lex is. Lex is really good at finding finding all the news and, and everything that's going on. I am not. So <clears throat> I'm going to do my best here uh, just by what I found. So number one, I know that you're a big fan of Invincible, right? Um, yes. And there was there was a little tease about this earlier in the year and some last year, but Ryan Otley and Robert Kirkman have reunited for Skybound X, which is set to hit shelves in July. And uh, this particular issue, I think this is a... a Something that happens every summer. I'm not really sure as far as Skybound X, but uh, this particular issue of Skybound X will mark the return of Battle Beast for his spinoff series, which is pretty cool. Oh, yeah. I remember hearing about <clears throat> this. Yeah, what do you think about that? It's good to see Battle Beast again. The dude was scary. And <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I, I need to learn more about him. Yeah, he was pretty gnarly. I don't actually remember anything. I mean, I know he was in the TV series, and I remember seeing that issue, but I don't really remember if he was in there elsewhere. Not sure, but uh, it's going to be pretty exciting, I'm sure. Ryan Otley and uh, and Robert Kirkman really kill it with their series. If they make them gnarly, so it's you know. I'm curious if if Battle Beast will face anybody stronger than him, like <laughs> yeah, way stronger yeah. than him. So that'll be interesting. <clears throat> Another thing I saw today, and so spider variants are cool. We kind of talked about this last week with like Venom variants, uh, but you know some of that's kind of neat. Sometimes it's overused, uh, and now to go along with T Rex Venom. <laughs> 
there's a new Spider-Man variant that's been revealed for uh, the Edge of the Spider-Verse number one, and it's Spider-Rex. He's a Spider-Man Tyrannosaurus Rex. <laughs> so that's ridiculous. Um, I don't know what that's all about, but he looks pretty crazy. All these Elseworld spider people, there's too many. You got all the Gwen variants and... I don't know. It's hard to keep up. Yeah, this one in particular looks really funny because the cover that they have him on has him actually shooting webs, which I don't know how he would support his weight with his little arms. <laughs> but, or what up, he's going to swing on. Tie up the bad guys. That's it. Yeah, I, I guess so, yeah. It just kind of comes out a little squirt. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. Um, another thing that we Couple talked about... Yeah, I'm just... <laughs> uh another thing speaking of poofs this is terrible anyway another thing we had talked about last week was the incredibly tone deaf what if miles morales number four that had come out where miles morales was thor and uh apparently got a lot of clap back on that one and yahudi mercado which was the author of that had is has apologized for inauthentic, quote-unquote, inauthentic writing on What If Miles Morales number 4 and is donating the pay that he received for that issue to... And I looked into the into the article. I didn't see what the name of the charity was, but it's a, he's donating his pay to a New York charity. Uh, it's pretty unknown. <laughs> I mean, good for him. I don't really know what uh, New York charity, but... Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's funny because I just watched the episode of the boys with an apology. Have you been watching, keeping up with that yeah. show at all I'm with the kidding. apology from whatever his name was, I, I blue bomb or something oh, yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. And it was like right after, right after I watched that episode, I read that headline. It's like, oof, yeah. mirrors don't like it. <laughs> they, they're really yeah. good at that on, on the boys. They're yeah. This what's going on. This really whole, good. from what I've seen, this whole season is like the whole COVID thing. Like, do your research. A lot of that going on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great. Scary. <clears throat> it's sad when it's, when you see it parodied like that, you're like, yes, it is ridiculous. I wish everyone else would see it. But yeah. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> uh, speaking of ridiculous, uh, going along with the whole turtle mania that's been going on lately, we got the Cowabunga. Siri or Cowabunga collection coming out pretty soon. I think the uh, Shredder's Revenge just came out, which was fantastic. And now IDW is reviving the 1980s TMNT cartoon as a four-part comic miniseries, which is pretty exciting. I, I really great. dig the 80s. Yeah, I <clears throat> I really dig the 80s cartoon. I mean, they're they're just borrowing nostalgia essentially yeah <laughs> like they're yeah. just like trying to sell to the nostalgia but you know i'll eat it up whatever i mean we all will it's the one i watched as a kid can't wait yeah i i actually bought the series they had it at walmart for like 30 dollars. the whole series on dvd so i've been going through it it kind of holds up man i'm not gonna lie like yeah it it, it seems like it was really stupid back then or like when you think back on it, you're like, oh, 19, it's going to be bad. Most of it's pretty good. I don't yeah, know. I need to go back and watch it. 
<clears throat> Even the animation's not as bad as I thought. Some of it's pretty slick. I don't know. It is a 1980s cartoon, but <laughs> it is weird. They had some extra episodes in the series, I think on the first DVD of like the last uh, season that came out where everything was like way different looking, like everything was slick and better animated and kind of more angular. It's like, Ugh. not my <laughs> turtles. <laughs> I don't as far as like comic news, I haven't heard anything out. The only other thing following the Ezra Miller, <laughs> we've just been cataloging all his uh, terrible things on, yeah. here on the show. We weren't really trying to, but it's just become kind of tragically uh, funny in a way. But apparently he's like camped out and has like a family of three and some farm that he owns. Yeah, I read about this. The US. I, don't uh, I don't know. Guns That's, everywhere. Yeah. Kids kids chewing on bullets. <laughs> That's the That's the best kind of snack, you know? Yeah. I'm gonna <clears throat> I'm gonna tell you a story. It's really not funny, but I just remember when I was a kid, there was a lady down the street. She was like a teen mom. And she was smoking a cigarette and she put her cigarette out. She like threw the butt out into the yard or whatever. Her little her little kid. I was young. I couldn't do anything about this, right? I didn't know what CPS was. Anyway, her little kid went out and got the filter and was like chewing on it. She just let her kid chew on cigarette butts. And I was like, uh, should you do that? She was like, ah, it's fine. She likes it. It's fine. <laughs> wow. Delicious. Hopefully that, hopefully that kid's a doctor now. Yeah. Uh, and and not, <laughs> not impaired in any way. Um, so... And that kind of goes along with the comic <laughs> that we're going to read later. It's just all all these weird yeah. memories came back after reading that. But <clears throat> other than that, like I said, there's not a lot of comic news that I caught up on. Um, <clears throat> I did. Uh, there was a pretty cool, uh, as far as toy news, there was a pretty cool Mezco release earlier in the week. Uh, they have this, this collection of figures called the Pink Skulls Chaos. What is it? club i forgot that anyway and this figure when it came out about two years ago there were three of them in a in a container and they're like a biker gang like kind of like a musical biker gang like west side story and <laughs> and uh you know they were going for they're they're one of the they're one of their premier figures as far as like the fiction of these characters that they have uh with the rumble society like they're like this gang and it's surprising that they haven't re-released them until now, but they just released a new version of this group. And uh, it's really great. I waited it out because I knew at some point they were going to do a re-release. Because these things were going, when they first came out, uh, they were $225. And they're selling in the secondary market for like 700 or more. I've seen them go for like 1000 Of course, not anymore. <laughs> Because they just re-released them, so people that were sitting on that shit are fucked. But uh, it was pretty funny. To, but anyway, then the new one's got new accessories, and they've got like instruments and all that. But it, being a collector, you're a collector, and having something just like destroy the market for whatever you have. I don't know how much yeah. you buy and sell, but it's like. Ugh. <laughs> it hurts. I've been selling much, but I just googled an image of these guys in there. They're awesome. 
Yeah, they're pretty neat. The new one, like I said, has new head sculpts, has a new accessories. They went for a lot more. They were almost 300 uh, with shipping. They were 305, but yeah, I'm pretty excited about getting them. Um, it's funny. Mesco really pisses a lot of people off because they'll put out these figures like they'll tease them and then drop them. Right. But they had a pre-order for last year, a Wolverine, a new Wolverine figure. It just got pushed into August for its release date. Batman 89, which they've supposed to, have, you know, it, it was supposed to release like two years ago, right? The pre-order is now on its third year for that figure. And it just oh, wow. keeps getting pushed back. <laughs> and so people are like threatening lawsuits. It's really crazy. So they really piss people off when they're like first party figures. They're what they call the uh, Rumble Society stuff. They'll reveal it and then it'll come out and ship in like a, a month. <laughs> and then people are sitting on pre-orders for stuff for three years. So, yeah. <clears throat> oh, well, you know, just giving them a loan or something. Here, borrow my <laughs> yeah, money really. to make these toys that you make quick while I wait three years for the one I pre-ordered. Yeah, there's some, there's a theory going around because there's a Mr. Freeze that, it's like the best looking Mr. Freeze I've seen. There's really not that many figures of him, but um, there's a theory going around because DC has this weird rule now where they can't have any guns in any figures. So even like Hush, the figure for Hush comes with knives. <laughs> His <Yeah>. patented knives <laughs> that he uses throughout the series. Uh, they think that Mr. Freeze gets keeps getting pushed back because he has like a freeze gun. And they think that that's... Like, they're going to have to clear that somehow. I don't know. I think it's, yeah. I mean, it's makes sense. We as watched the series. animated series as kids with Mr. Freeze and his freeze gun. I mean, we're fine. Yeah. Yeah, we're not the ones. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> we're not the lone wolves around here. Yeah. Um, we're just trying to work and buy houses and not cry ourselves to sleep every night. Yeah. But that's it. I don't know. What's going on with you? Any any new pickups that you've gotten? Any news that you've heard? I mean, lay it out just on the table. Buying slabs. I found this new app called Whatnot. I guess it's not that new, but uh, you watch a stream and you bid on comics or cards or I guess any kind of collectibles. Mm -hmm. And I've been spending way too much money on that app. It's ridiculous buying slabs mystery boxes old back issues i, I gotta i gotta delete it <laughs> i have to do that with uh like facebook groups i'll have to lose them <clears throat> or leave them because I, you know somebody will have something that i want and it's only 20 dollars over market i'm like i've gotta have it yeah it just feeds into this addiction you know like uh moon knight when that show was coming out, everybody was buying up all the Marvel Legends. They were going for double, triple the the original $20 price. Um, and Mezco made a, a Moon Knight. And I saw one on there for a okay, not great deal. Okay deal. I was like, stop looking at me. Stop looking at me. <laughs> and I finally, finally, I was like, I would check on this post and it was still wasn't gone, still wasn't gone. And I was like, fuck. I'll fine. I'll buy you. <laughs> and uh, it's been sitting on the shelf ever since. I have taken a few photos with it. That's 
that's how I feel better. If I buy something, at least I take a few photos with it, but I shouldn't have bought it, man. Regrets. Regrets. I got into recollecting comics two, two years ago now, and I have over 1500 and I've got to, I've got to start selling them or something. It's getting crazy. I've got a price. That's a lot. How many alarm boxes do you have? Uh, Six, 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 six. See, I th- and what I thought I had was a long box, but that's not a long box. That's like yeah. a half box. Yeah. See, that's insane. Where do you put them? Uh, in the kids' room. <laughs> kids got a <laughs> like an extra them. little playroom. Yeah, it's his bed. <laughs> yeah, just slap a mattress on top of that. There you go. <laughs> That's great. He covers up with the issues that I don't want. Yeah. The blankets itself. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, speaking of things staring at me in the face, that there was this Thousand Toys Halo Master Chief figure. And Thousand Toys makes some very over-engineered... It's a very over-engineered import figure company. So they make... Like, I got a fully Cooley robot from them. Uh, they, they made these Halo ones. They have a Hellboy that I've got. Um they're pretty they're pretty awesome iron giant they just kind of pick random properties to go after but they had this master chief and they wanted it was at gamestop and this is msrp it was 180 bucks it's like that's a lot of money it's a lot of money when Jazzwares is putting out like a 20 dollar master chief so it's like i can't do it i can't do it but i can't say no to a deal and uh i looked online and they had it marked down online for 150 right so, but I wasn't going to buy it for 150 either. So I took a bunch of shit that I had because I've been losing my really attention for video games. Like I've been playing some old games, but I'm not really buying any new ones. So I had a few games that I wasn't playing, traded those bitches in, got it for $50. <laughs> so, so I was finally satisfied that I got it because it was staring at me on the shelf. No one else was going to buy it. Couldn't why. It's just stupid, man. It's yeah. an obsession. <laughs> But anyway, so I got that. Uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I can tell why it's so much more expensive than Jazzwares, like having them right next to each other. They're about the same size. It's not as, the paint apps are way cleaner on the Thousand Toys, but man, it's like a million times lighter and smoother and doesn't feel like it's going to fall apart. That's so, always a plus. Yeah, I mean, it does and it doesn't. Because <laughs> <laughs> it does. The, the old ones are just like a chunk of plastic, you know, the cheap ones. But so it's always a little nicer to handle them because you're not, you're not going to break anything. But right. if you do, it's $20. But anyway, um, so that's about it. I mean, that's all I got. You got anything else? I don't think so. What's a slab? <laughs> Explain that to me. A slab is a, a graded comic by, graded by CGC or CB, CBCS, and they're know. encased in a tomb of plastic and you can't open them. Oh, and they okay. give them a grade, and it makes them worth more money usually. So that's okay. So that makes sense for everybody. Everybody is rolling their eyes that I just asked that question, but it's okay. <clears throat> I, I had <laughs> I had to ask. I'm uneducated. Uh, yeah. So it's like a, a an FT, as Lex calls it, it's a fungible token. You can look right. at it. Right. Well, that's pretty cool. All right, well, uh, we're going to take a break. 
you might hear some ads possibly i didn't on the last episode nobody nobody wants to support us it's fine um and we'll be right back with a review so we'll see you in a little bit Okay, everybody, it's Michael E. Cullen II. And I'm Sesame Encarta from the All Too Real 2 podcast. We're passionate about movies, TV, and pretty much all things pop culture. Dive into the chaos of failed sitcoms, direct-to-video sequels, and the quirky realms of cinema and TV. Join us every Thursday for your dose of All Too Real 2 entertainment. We'll guide you through debates like whether Howard the Duck qualifies as a superhero. Ponder if Larry the Cable Guy could be the new rock or Schwarzenegger. Discover if some shows and movies should have stayed in the cutting room. Ever heard of a sitcom featuring that dictator with the funny mustache? Well, we watched it. We're dedicated to unraveling the peculiarities of pop culture, sometimes with awesome guests. So, if you're into the eccentric world of pop culture, listen and subscribe to All Too Real 2. Available wherever you find podcasts and on Age of Radio. All right, everybody, thank you for possibly listening to ads or just one second of silence. We appreciate it. <laughs> um, you know, whatever whatever you got to do to get here, which is to the what some people might call a trade review. That's what Lex calls it. I hate it. I hate <laughs> it. He's not here, so I can talk about No, I'm kidding. Um, so, yeah, we're going to read a trade review. Um Dr. George actually suggested this issue, um, and it goes along with the theme of many of the things that we've gotten from Image Comics that we've read in the last year, which is, it's sad, <laughs> but it's got a nice message behind it. I mean, not super nice, but it's got, it's got some real world problems in it, which I think is one of the most important things about comic books and why Spider-Man is so relatable, why people love Spider-Man so much. So, uh, today we are reviewing Buzzkill, um, which is an all-encompassing book, as far as I understand. It's a four-issue series, and that's it. So you can jump in, feel real sad, and then go on with the rest <laughs> of your day. <laughs> so uh, thank you for suggesting this book. This came out in 2019? 2017? Yeah. Yeah, 2017. So uh, we actually found it. If you have this, uh, it can be found on Hoopla Digital, which is like a library mm, kind of a library digital subscription uh, or something along that line. So it's not hard to have fun when you have a, a library card. So remember that <laughs> anyway. <clears throat> so I'm going to jump right in with Buzzkill issue one. Buzzkill issue one written by Donnie Cates and illustrated by Jeff Shaw is a story about Ruben. Ruben is not your average alcoholic. He's an unstoppable superhero who derives his powers from imbibing massive amounts of alcohol after all the disasters it caused in his personal life he's ready to get clean and the city supervillains couldn't be happier i gotta tell you man when i first opened this uh i didn't know what to expect it looked it looked neat but i had no idea you know what was what was going to go on going into this but i mean the the first cover at least on the trade kind of gives you an idea where he's just standing over a city of bottles, which is depressing. Yeah. <laughs> but, but it's, uh, you know, like I said, with every image comic that we've read and reviewed on here, they really delve into some, some pretty deep topics. Um, 
I feel like there are a few that are just kind of fun, but I, I appreciate these, these books that have a little bit of a message to them or like I said, some real world shit, uh, excuse me, that I, that I, you know, I just appreciate what, what do you, what do you think about issue one? How did, how did it kind of make you feel? And what'd you think going in? It's like the hardest question you've ever asked me. <laughs> uh, it was, well, like diving into it, it was interesting because the guy, you know, you see this guy on the cover, he's ripped and he's smoking a cigarette and he's got the liquor and saying, whatever you get into or like page three, <clears throat> or I guess page two. And it's this real wormy looking guy, uh, unshaven, just like rough. Somebody that's, that's been on a bender or two. And kind of uh, looks like a dirty Donny Cates, like a self portrait <laughs> of himself. It could be, I've never actually seen him. So yeah, yeah. it'd make a lot of sense. Uh, one thing that I thought was funny throughout this entire series, not to spoil anything, is that no one seems to know who he is, but he's like wearing the logo of the superhero that he yeah. is, like his <laughs> other, his alter ego on his yeah. shirt the whole time. Um, I I thought it was kind of interesting that you get this reveal of like what his, they basically just drop it on. Like, hey, I'm. This is how I get my powers. This is who I am. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. Like he's saying all this in his head, but it's a nice reveal for something that's only four issues. You know what I mean? If for a world we've never seen before, right? Heroes yeah, if, and villains we've never heard of, and they just yeah. drop right in. Yeah, if it if maybe if it were six issues, they could take a little bit time introducing like who he is. But they're yeah. just like, nah. He's right here. He's in a meeting. This is how he gets his powers. Uh, and, you know, this back and forth that he has with this. This guy reminds me a lot of the group. Um, of the head guy of the AA group in Breaking Bad. I don't know why. He just seems like exactly the same as far as... <laughs> You're not sure if you can trust him or not. It seems kind of not really holier than now, but maybe a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. Um, something off about him. Yeah. Yeah. I really didn't expect that that scene of uh, Ruben punching his head off. That was <laughs> crazy and pretty gruesome. But Yeah. One thing that's introduced here that doesn't really have any payoff and maybe it's because, you know, he, he can he, basically anything can affect him. Uh, our main character is his love for hot chocolate. Yeah, that that is throughout the entire series, but it doesn't really have any. It, he doesn't even he never makes a statement about it. But, you know, our AA guy invites him in for hot chocolate. He, he finally sits down and talks a little bit about his previous experience. Um. And then you hear about it later, but there's never really a statement, which I thought was kind of funny. Yeah. His backstory. <laughs> yeah. His his backstory is pretty tough. Uh, yeah. His origin story. The, the art the, on that first page, whenever the kids are driving home from that party, the top panels, it's, 
I mean, for as gruesome and horrible as it is, it's a beautiful picture. Yeah, yeah. All the well, and the artwork for this origin is pretty interesting because it really it kind of shadows old. Like if you're looking at the origin of Spider-Man, like the same color palette, the same halftone dot patterns, um, the way they're dressed, like they're stereotypical nerds and their high-waisted pants and shit, bowl cuts. Just, oh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, the man, it was yeah pretty gruesome. So we find out that he was at this party, drank a lot. He like supports himself on a stop sign and, and bends it in his hands. Uh, but they get in a wreck with a semi, him and his friends, and he flies out the window, but continues flying is unaffected, but his, his friends die. So it's like his origin story is much like if I know they're his friends, but if you think of Peter Parker, you think of Bruce Wayne, like someone had to die to, right. but it doesn't seem like it really affects him the same way, but I guess, those were the the sacrifice for the hero. Um, we get this other little short stint that talks about his his other part of the origin um, when he gets in the when he's pledging for a fraternity and he gets in the back of this truck with this unsecured keg and bumping around the U-Haul truck. Yeah. Pretty crazy. Yeah. In the uh, dark. Yeah. And, you know, he he finishes off the keg, I guess. And he says, eventually, he can't even hear the other people scream. In my mind, I'm like, are they all dead? Did he kill yeah. them? Yeah. Yeah. He drank the whole keg by himself, or that's what we're led to believe. And then when they open the door, he's just standing there with his fists down. And it looks like it's dripping blood. Some yeah, kind that's of liquid. The, that's what I thought. Or, I, I, I guess they're leading us to believe that he killed everyone. I don't know. That that's what I got. It was it was pretty crazy. But you can tell, even from this limited silhouette, that he's way buffer. That he's uh, yeah. gotten bigger. One thing that I just noticed after the after we had talked about his logo, wearing the logo on everything else, this is part of the rugby team of whatever university he went to. Everybody's wearing that logo. Oh, I see it. Yeah, yeah. And to uh, a page earlier, it said something about oh, Rush Week. Oh, okay. Not. I'm sorry. I said rugby. It says Rush Week on these banners, and that must be whatever fraternity he was part of. Huh. Okay. I don't know what. Uh, it's not a Greek letter, so I don't think. Maybe it is. Maybe I just suck. Uh, what's that? Uh, what's it called in a movie or TV show? When you show your hero save a cat, like he's kind of unlikable, you show him save a cat, and then everybody likes him. <laughs> I don't know. Have what you heard about that? that? I, don't, I forget what uh -uh. it's called, but it, it's a, it's a thing. So Donnie Cates, I guess, just threw that threw that out the window and said, "Let's just have our our guy kill a whole bunch of people right at the beginning." And <laughs> yeah, I guess we're not supposed to like him at all. Is what yeah, he say he seems rather unlikable. Like yeah. He was drunk driving with his friends. Now he's in a fraternity. I was in a fraternity. Most people in fraternities are unlikable. <laughs> so, so he's trying to join a fraternity. He probably killed all these people or at least, you know, didn't do anything while they were smashed to death by a keg. Um, 
that it's weird that that part has no payoff to yeah. me. Like he emerges, we don't see what happens to this other guy. Um, but anyway, we get a little bit, you know, more information about why he wants to become sober, and it has to do with this battle that he had. Uh, huge battle. This splash page is pretty nuts, and it makes me really sad. <laughs> no. No, it's just like this is the Snyder verse kind of Superman final battle where entire city is destroyed. There's bodies everywhere, rubble. It's uh, bad. Yeah. Bad stuff. Hardcore. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful art, but horrible scene. Again. Yeah. And and as far as as far as the art goes. I know we'll discuss a little bit later, but as far as the art goes, it's like some panels I really do. I like a lot like that one. That's great. It's fairly traditional, but it's great. Yeah. Some of the other portrayals I'm not a huge fan of, uh, but it's interesting to see how this character changes based on his like alcohol level, (laughs) that he gets longer hair. His, his (laughs) bone structure completely changes. His nose is a lot larger when he's the nerd. So Yeah, it's and you know here a little difference that I didn't notice earlier is when he's discussing, he's talking to this guy outside again, and he's smoking a cigarette. And we find out a little bit more later about when he has little bits of mind-altering substances, whether nicotine, caffeine, whatever. And he's outside smoking, and he realizes that this dude is watching him, like he does the old. Bruce Wayne, like you can come out now, thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this guy's pretty interesting looking. I I love in these comics seeing knockoffs of you know our our main avatar heroes. So there's always some kind of crime fighter like Batman. There's always somebody like Superman or a mix of the you know. This guy kind of looks like the the Court of Owls from that Batman story. Oh yeah, he does. Uh, what do they call that? What are what are the talons? Yeah, yeah, talons. Yeah, he does look for sure. But I don't know. It's interesting to see this guy comes out. So we see that there's a wider world of heroes. It's not just him, and that there is like this team. Um. Which is pretty interesting. What did you think of this weird robot subplot? <laughs> it came out of nowhere. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Our AA leader gets kidnapped by masked men, and then they take a disc out of the back of his head. Um, and then we find out in a little bit that it's the evil villains gathering information on our so-called hero. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool to see, again, like like I was talking about with the heroes, like seeing these avatars of all the same kind of villains. We always see a gorilla. There's always a gorilla. Yeah. There will always be a gorilla. <laughs> uh, in a tuxedo, no less. Crocodile Dundee, Cthulhu. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Pretty crazy. But... Yeah. What I find interesting is that they 
this is how they had to get the disc out of this guy's head. They just have like this random team of nobodies pull him into a van. Like he wasn't yeah. just programmed. I don't know. I don't know. To me, yeah, to <laughs> me, that's the weirdest part of this whole book. Superheroes are not. Don, it seemed like Donny Cates was like, you know what? Hey, it's, you know, it's about this alcoholic superhero. It's fine. Just throw it in yeah. there. Nobody's going to say anything. Uh, but I'm It's more about something. the message, I guess. Yeah, I'm saying something, Donnie. Calling you out. <laughs> but anyway, um, that's that's pretty much issue one. Uh, yeah. We've we've traveled pretty far to get here. <laughs> There's a lot of story packed in issue one. Yeah, as far as our main character. So, uh, why don't you go ahead and read the synopsis for issue two, if you would, please? Buzzkill issue two. Ruben's attempt at a 12-step recovery stalls before it begins, as an army of supervillains led by his old nemesis, Brutal Juice, assembles against him. But the alcohol-fueled superhero won't give up yet, and before the blood-soaked issue is through, one of them will recognize a higher power. I thought it was, you know, in between... um, In between the issues, there's these, like little messages and I thought it was pretty crazy that some of them were from the AA book. It's like, Ooh. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's not, yeah. Not a secret, but damn, that's a, uh, you know, it's hard stuff. Hardcore. It's, you know, this guy's, his life is kind of not together. It's falling apart. It's hard to see because as a superhero, they're supposed to be beloved. They're supposed to have their shit together. Yeah. So he's real. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's real life with rabid bears. We see uh we see how his relationship with his girlfriend kind of fell apart. Uh he's talking about it again at AA and uh we see this character Brutal Juice, um, which is an interesting name. But he looks like a punk, you know, no big deal. He's a skinny guy. Somehow he's controlling two large bears by <laughs> Don't really know. I that, thought they but... were I thought they were just hairy dogs. <laughs> I honestly thought they were going with the <laughs> hyena thing at first. Yeah. But yeah. Um anyway, we we see him just get pretty obliterated. Um He's begging for mercy as our main character comes in. Ruben comes in, throws these bears out. And I always feel bad for animals that are trained by supervillains and then get yeah. attacked. It's like, it's not their fault. This this made me sad. And I, I guess, I mean, you're right. They are bears. Look at the paws and the claws, man. Paws bears. and claws. I'm sorry I doubted yeah. you. <laughs> Big bear. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I always, I hate, I don't know. It's so silly. That's like a super American thing to be w- more worried about bears than like this alcoholic guy. Um, yeah. Or maybe an all the world thing. But anyway, we see, we see our main character and he looks rough. Uh, he, he says he saves Nikki, his girlfriend, whatever says, you're fine. You know, you're safe, but he's just covered in gristle from something from blood juice. All kinds of stuff. He looks like an actor to me right here, and I can't place it. Kind of looks like uh, Scott Stapp. Is that the guy from Creed? A little bit. Yeah, yeah. 
Just a little bit right there. Maybe Steve Carell uh, a little bit. Yeah, you know, I can see that, honestly. <laughs> yeah. With the blonde wig. Yeah. Um, but so this is the payoff I was talking about earlier as far as uh, the minute amounts of mind-altering substances or chemicals. So he's drinking coffee, telling this whole story, thinking it's decaf, realizes it's not. And this, you know, we find out that with little things, caffeine, he can, he basically has extra sensory perception. So he uh, realizes that the AA guy doesn't have a heartbeat. No vital signs. No heart. He's like, uh, why are you a robot? I love that question. <laughs> yeah. <way> it's stated. <laughs> um, but uh, he calls him out and it's not some normal like, oh, he tries to come. No, man. He immediately goes into death mode and blasts Ruben out the fucking window. <laughs> yeah. Which to me, it, that's why I was wondering about like the disc change up because if he can just go into this mode he's being controlled he's got some kind of programming right so did they switch that programming out yesterday or whatever robot his keyword to go ballistic (laughs) yeah Yeah. to get this big robocop 3 arm yeah i don't know because he he spoke a lot of program program programming language and then just zapped him right out the window i don't i don't know must have been his key phrase. Yeah. We don't really get to see what cigarettes do to him. Uh, he he says it several times, you know, just give me a pack of cigarettes or whatever. I guess it helps him heal or something because yeah. he sucks down a cigarette really fast and he's like about to make his witty 80s action hero <laughs> thing and then turns around and there's an entire league of supervillains behind him. Yeah. Uh, and how did they know to come? That robot, man. They didn't they get the DVD to... out of his head, though. They... <laughs> so... Yeah. They had to take a DVD out of the back of his head to know what was going on, but suddenly they have direct communication? Yeah. Interesting. They just knew he was going to be there. <laughs> I, I Maybe they got Steve. enough information from before. Yeah. They were like, we're going to get him. Yeah. They found uh, out it was him. That's all they needed. Yeah. I love seeing, again, you know, we saw a scene previous of all these like alternate heroes and villains and everything. But I like seeing like the, again, the the avatars of the same that you see everywhere. So there's like a Bane like character. There's a frog, but it's obviously like a Spider Man type character. Um, Loki. Yeah, Loki for sure. There's like a rocketeer looking. There's something with a fin on his head. I just love seeing what people, what comic creators and comic artists come up with for like a single series. Like this is four issues. He's like, okay, we need a team of supervillains. This is what they're going to look like. Uh, just come up with some sketches and see what happens. So yeah. it's it's cool to see how much work they put into that just for this, just for a four issue series. A lot of thought. And, yeah. And, uh, yeah, Ruben gets his shit rocked immediately. Just messed up. Kind of sad. I guess <laughs> all he had was caffeine and nicotine. It's not yeah. enough. No, man. Um, we get 
our first like call out to a, a what's going to happen later when his ex-girlfriend's watching the news and she you know her she knows about her guy she knows what he is but anyway she's like worried about him and then you know Ruben's still getting a shit rock but then Eric his friend this Batman-esque character comes out and and starts helping him out I guess he's got some kind of powers he's not just a fighter I mean I think he's got something else but anyway we see him come in do some cool tech stuff and uh, I knew exactly when Ruben goes into the church, I knew exactly what he was doing, but I appreciate the cleverness of the sourcing. I, I didn't that it, it took me by surprise a little bit. I mean, I know communion wine and stuff, but I, I didn't put it together at that moment when I was reading. I was just surprised. We don't live in a huge city. You and I don't live in a huge city. So the local liquor store isn't that far away. Right. <laughs> but I, you know, but I thought it was interesting. So Reuben goes into a Catholic church to get a cask of wine, uh, essentially to boost his power. Um, and uh, super clever. I mean, he could have gone to a liquor store, but yeah. he, went, he, he went to God to find answers, which is like, you know, find your higher power, right? That's in AA. So yep. uh, pretty interesting little development. And now he's all powerful. <sighs> Yeah, and he's brutal, dude. He rips the robot AA guy in half. He deserves immediately. I think he kills our gorilla. <laughs> rips yep. somebody's head off and then uses <laughs> it as a a weapon. That's I mean that's the thing. If your if your power was to get drunk and be all powerful, like that's scary because he has he doesn't have any limits, right? No control, just go. Yeah, he's very much Omni Man as far as probably not in power set, but as far as you know, just being insane and brutal. It's it's pretty hardcore to see some of this stuff. Um, brutal juice who's in this body because he essentially was probably just like completely destroyed um tries to take him out with some kirby crackle but no dice man no dice and then he gets rocked and his head punched in i guess so man i don't know they leave a lot up to us they, yeah, they do. And maybe it's so he won't be so unlikable because, yeah. you know, these are villains and it did try to kill. But to just get your head, especially because he's like pleading for his life <laughs> to get your head <laughs> smashed in. That's like, ooh, it's kind of rough. Yeah. Um, But then we get a new character introduction, which is pretty fun. Dollar he- Tree Loki. <laughs> no, this not guy- Loki. Doctor Strange. Yeah, Dr. Blackwa. Uh, he kind of reminds me of the guy from um, the, um, what is that, Umbrella? What's the Academy? Name? Yes, jeez. Just that, it's like I knew it was Umbrella something. It just completely disappeared. He looks a lot like that actor with that extra beard, like the yeah. hippie guy that can hear or see dead people, but 
And then uh, this this guy to me also looks like like an alternate version of Donny Cates. Yeah, they both both of these characters, our main character and Doctor Strange, kind of look like Donny Cates. It's kind of weird. Going, maybe he was going through some shit when he was right. Yeah, this. possible. I our uh, our dollar store Doctor Strange. Um, is going to help out our main character, right? He needs some help. Everybody needs help. I love that he poofs away all these enemies and he just, instead of, he doesn't put them in jail, he doesn't do anything. Like, they belong in this universe. But he's like, nah, I put them in different timelines. They're, they're, they're elsewhere. It's a long story. Yeah, what? Okay. <laughs> like, yeah, just brush that under the rug. No big deal. Um. I love, okay, so he's his sponsor now. So he's going to help him through the program. But we don't get any explanation where this guy came from. He's like actively drinking while he's telling him he's going to be a sponsor. Right. But apparently Eric knows him like these other super, somebody knows him. Eric knows yeah. him. That, or that Batman. Uh, Yeah, Eric, he called him, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm like, where, you know, the other members as we get there the other members of the team don't seem to know him or act like that i don't know it's yeah. just kind of where the hell they come from you want to grab a hot chocolate <laughs> yeah another hot chocolate that's exactly <laughs> right and doesn't hot chocolate have caffeine in it yeah i would i would assume some a little bit maybe it's fake yeah um and then we end our issue with a kind of a call out to some uh, setup for the rest of the issue. Basically it's, you know, as he's going through this and he's talking to uh, Dr. Black about, you know, just being a better human. Blackwick. Blackwick. Um, we, we see the eyes open of what is hinted at his most recent enemy, the one that caused all these problems and what made him want to change his life around. So that's, that's scary from the splash page before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we'll see where that leads. Also, I don't know if I would want to live. There's something about having a giant red cross blaring across. Yeah. Like that's where the hospital is. That's a scary one. I don't know. It seems intimidating. <laughs> Maybe that's just me. All right. So here's a Kurt Cobain lyric <laughs> in there. Cross between. I thought that was kind of right. weird. Yeah. It's okay. What else can I be? All apologies. Yeah. All right. So moving on to Buzzkill issue three. Ruben's new AA sponsor, the mystical burnout teleporter, Dr. Black. And we keep saying it weird because it's B-L-A-Q-K, Black. And he calls him out for that it's not Dr. Black. Anyway, <laughs> has him acknowledging his past errors, apologizing to his fellow superheroes on their moon base and facing his angry ex-girlfriend. But after a shocking betrayal sends the booze-fueled hero literally over the edge, a demon from his past burst onto the scene. So... It was interesting to see who he was speaking to. Yes. You know, it was just like weird moon background. I didn't know where this was going. 
I thought maybe he was recording a video for the news for everyone in America to see or something. Yeah. I honestly, I wasn't sure. I kind of thought maybe he was speaking like my first thought was that he was like in some interdimensional space. And then he was speaking to all the villains that he just poofed away. But I guess (laughs) not. Yeah. There's this double pager here. And I just noticed something that made me even more sad is that you can see two bear silhouettes (laughs) floating around the earth. (laughs) Oh yeah. When he fought the, the, brutal juice and i didn't throw notice into that space. before either poor things there's <laughs> i don't know what it is about animals that um but yeah he's so he's sitting in basically the tower uh justice league tower talking to all these weird knockoff heroes again i love seeing you know just these uh, the amount of detail and stuff put in this is definitely something that lex and i did when we were coming up with our comics just like stu- you find a term and then you just make something up yeah. Um, but there's so much detail put into it. Pterodactyl, like who? That's my favorite. <laughs> That's got to be my favorite. It's pretty good. Um, yeah. So I guard Miss Murder, Battery, Murder. Discharge, yeah. Captain Chrome. I got to know what Discharge. I got to know his powers. They're not revealed. <clears throat> Maybe anyway. he has to constantly team up with Battery. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Um, so he does this apology, and and I haven't done this, right? I'm, I'm not an AA or, or anything, but basically the, the point is to just make reprimand. Like you're just, or that's not the word I'm looking for. It's to just go and apologize. Like you're probably not going to get the answer that you want. Right. right, but it's to get it off the table. And so he's there. He apologizes. He says, I love it. He's like, you don't have to raise your hand, Daniel. It's like, no, hey, <laughs> not real names. He's like, I'm not going to call you Discharge. Um, yeah. Anyway, we get that funny moment, and then it goes right into like kind of shit because basically High Guard tells him our ballistic. Yeah, he tells him, it's like, you're an addict and you don't have powers. Like, you're not on the team. And I thought he's like, dude, I, that's not why the hell I'm here. Like, I'm definitely not say here. Sorry. Yeah, but I instantly just gets his shit rocked again. Choked out. It and broke it seems- the windows to the space base that they're in. That doesn't yeah, seem not- like a good idea. Not super smart, high guard. Um, he reminded me a lot of uh, why am why am I blanking the the dude from the boys? Just his costume. I don't know why. He seemed like a shithead. Yeah. Um. It, and what you think is just kind of a low blow, like he says, "You're a coward. You're a disappointment. Whatever." And he whispers it just like your father and it's like wow that's real shitty man yeah that's that's messed up yeah you think it's just you think he's just hurling an insult but you know we find out later that's not necessarily the case yeah um and this is kind of what i was talking about like we get a a moment with our dr black or whatever 
they don't really seem to know him that well. Maybe he's just, I don't know. Maybe he's yeah. not liked. I don't know. I don't know. He just appears. <laughs> I like the Pantherodactyl. It's like, I never got to ask my question. Somebody says, calls him Daniel again, says, dude, codenames Pantherodactyl is my real name. Yeah. <laughs> little little joke there. Yeah. Oof. He's my favorite. Yeah, it's good, man. It's a great. We get more hot more. chocolate. Yeah. Hot chocolate all the time. I really don't know. I wish I did. Yeah. I mean, hot chocolate's good. It's just funny that that's his drink of choice. I, I feel weird ordering a hot chocolate from somewhere. I got to make it at home. <laughs> right? Like, it seems kind of like a waste of money. Yeah. I've never had a hot chocolate so good that I was like, oh, you know what I need? I need to go here and get a hot chocolate. Got to get it. Like, uh, Swiss Miss is fine with me. I'll, we're good. I'm not so I, I, I'm not so hoity-toity. I need special hot chocolate. So so Ruben again is continuing his tour of apologies. Um, and Doctor Black, we all knew it was coming, right? Doctor Black's going to bring him. <laughs> There's nothing fun about giving apologies to people uh, in this scenario, but we all knew that he was eventually going to have to go apologize to his ex-girlfriend. Who? Yep. We understand that that wound is pretty pretty raw. In fact, you know that whole deal with we didn't discuss that, but that whole deal with uh, brutal juice was like it said one month ago, I think, one or two months ago. So it wasn't that long ago, right? I didn't see uh, that. Yeah, you it, you got good eyes, man. <laughs> but uh, it, so you know, this seems like you would think that this happened a long time ago. The way everybody's reacting. And especially that Brutal Juice has this like amazing tech armor. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so he's got to go talk to Nikki and she ain't having it. I do appreciate that he was like, you don't have to open the door. Like we can just do this. And I kind of thought that would be the end of it. Yeah. But it's going to make it super weird, but I'll do it. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it, he admits he has a sponsor. And, uh, you know, that's a pretty, I, I, guess, I guess that's a big step. She said yeah. he's, he's made these commitments before. He said these things before, but he's never had a sponsor. So um, I guess Superhill's got to have super sponsors. So that's why he got <laughs> Dr. Black. He's my sponsor. You're what? <laughs> yeah. I guess she didn't like uh, that. We find out know. that, Yeah. Well, I again, I think that reaction is that he's actually something now. Yeah. Um, so, um, they sit down or whatever they're discussing. We find out his name isn't Ruben. He says it's not Ruben. He said it from the beginning, but it's it's Francis. It's Mister oh, Francis. Francis, <laughs> which is always a funny name for somebody ultra powerful. Uh, <laughs> which is, which is why. Um, they made fun of it in Deadpool, and Doctor Black can't get enough of it. Yeah, <laughs> Francis, Francis, and and this is where we get a huge reveal, um, which is pretty effed up, and yeah. in any opinion, he hears a bump. Well, anyway, he doesn't know 
Francis now, not Ruben, doesn't know that she's had some other guy over there. Like we've seen scenes with her and this other guy, um, but he doesn't know. And he hears a bump or something. They they actually didn't really explain that very well, other than somebody. She, he says, "Nikki, babe." Yeah. If I had one complaint about this comic, which I have more than that, but I, not really complaints, just feedback. But this is the complaint I have: is that every once in a while, the speech bubbles are in a weird order. Yeah. I came you know, into that too. Like and that then, in particular. Like this one in the dark, we're. I I thought it was our hero saying it, Francis. Yeah, and, same. But it turns out it's none other than Eric. Yeah, Mr. His Eric. best friend. It's pretty messed up, man. Yeah. Um, but anyway. <laughs> uh, anyway, we've got this messed up situation and... Francis attacks Eric, and this is why I think that he has some kind of powers. Because he gets blown through the window, man, onto the street. Like, at yeah. least the second story window. We uh, don't know how. Was it a punch? I don't know. It looks like some kind of looks blast. looks like a blast. Yeah. I don't know. I'm sure, but they get down there to make sure he's not hurt. Because they're, and I love how they all attack Eric. Like, why would you do that, dude? You know he doesn't have powers right now. Yeah, it's like, just please be alive, you know. <laughs> uh, Francis is reaching for his smokes. Yeah, got the smokes, got a bat. But uh, you know, he's about to get Eric with the bat, and Doctor Black's like, "No, you have to fight it out like real men." <laughs> yeah, which I think is pretty funny. He's like, "Oh, I don't care, just uh, you know." And I love how he, his resolution is like, "Listen." Um, you slept with this girlfriend, man. You gotta fight it out. <laughs> it's messed up, dude. Mm-hmm. But so I guess Eric has to hold back a little, or is he letting loose on him? You know, I don't know. Again, I feel like we don't really get a good indication of what cigarettes do to him. Yeah, he says that caffeine um, gives him ultra sensory perception, or or, or you know better senses but as far as i i don't know what cigarettes do to him because he's kind of holding his own but he's also getting his shit kicked. yeah he's blood everywhere it, yeah he's really getting messed up by eric and it's it's interesting because we've seen this character he's almost like a century type character like in all these scenes we see him ultimate destruction he's super buff stuff like that but and most of this comic book, he's just been this little, this little skinny weakling guy. So yeah, uh, it's kind of interesting to see that dichotomy. Uh, while they're fighting, Eric's ring goes off, and the rest of the team alerts him that of some shit that's happening in their eye line. So I guess he didn't really need an alert, but <clears throat> the hospital just kind of explodes. This very menacing hospital with its giant neon red cross on it. And we all know, they all know who it is. They all know it's the last guy yeah, we fought. We don't at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We don't, we don't really know anything about him other than he's really powerful and uh, it was hard for him to fight him. And 
They don't know as how far. he beat him, but he did it by himself. Yeah. And as far as this amends tour is concerned, he tells Dr. Black to send him to the hospital, poof him to the hospital so he can do that to that guy, <laughs> whoever it is. Powerless and alone. Yeah. So, you know, on the next page, we get a little bit of discussion between Eric and Nikki. And she doesn't really know how his powers work or where he got him, whatever. And he's like, you don't even know. And that's when we get our big reveal, man. It's uh, it's Francis's dad. Francis's dad is the big bad here. Very Omni-Man with the blood pouring off his fists and hands. Scary yeah. dude. Super freaky. Yeah, he's like very much like trailer rocker too, which makes yeah. him even more unstable looking. <laughs> I, you know what's funny is like among all the art in this, this particular page is like very much Greg Capullo. It looks like something from Spawn to me. Uh, yeah. That's all I could see. It's like exaggerated. He's got an interesting scar, and I don't really know. There's little details here that I feel like have some kind of backstory, like in their storyboarding or something that's not really discussed. Yeah. So It's like a V holding a scythe or something. Yeah, it's something. We don't know what it means. Heavy scar. One of those oil pumps that we see all the time. (laughs) Pump jack, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of like a pump jack. Uh, all right, so we are on issue four. Chapter four. Buzzkill issue four. Ruben's greatest enemy has awakened from his catonic state. The last time they clashed, their battle laid the city to waste. Can a newly sober Ruben, Ruben take on this monster from his past? Without resorting to the alcohol that's always generated his superpowers, the compelling miniseries comes to a gut-punching conclusion. Yeah. Yeah, reading. (laughs) (laughs) I know words. We don't like reading here. (laughs) We like pictures. Uh, Just going into this, this issue, I don't know, man. It was, it's hard, you know, not only, so our main character is an alcoholic or a drug user or any of those things. He's, he's an addict, right? Which is hard enough, uh, topic to breach, but now we're also getting into more of this, like abuse, right? So his father's a piece of shit. Um, and Francis is in this opening scene is playing with toys in the basement. Um, and, yeah, his dad's a real asshole. Doesn't like shirts, apparently. Um, and uh, he basically is like, treats his kids like, you're a bad guy and you're going to be a bad guy. Yeah. Essentially. You it's can't like, play what? with these hero toys. You're bad. Yeah. And he's bad because his mom died. Probably in childbirth. There's not a lot of details given there, but it, yeah. Like most of this book, it's it's living it's left up to interpretation, but the interpretation doesn't you don't have to go very far to get it. Right. right? Um so that's messed up. 
I liked I like that Francis kind of says he found the toy because I definitely did that when I was a kid. Like you lie, like oh, I just found it on the street. It's like no, <laughs> man, you took that from somebody. <laughs> yeah, you stole I never, it. I never steal, but I did a lot of toy trading when I was in school. Can I right. borrow that? um but you know then we get this we go right back to this interaction with uh his dad and him in the hospital present yeah his dad has already killed a lot of orderlies orderlies that's probably an archaic term but he's already killed doctors nurses i don't know people in the hospital uh he's smoking a cigarette and i don't know they kind of explain that he got his powers, but he already seems like he has some kind of powers. Like it's not all related to alcohol like it is with Francis. Yeah. Who I've probably called Ruben several times. It's okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, you know, we get this very much World War Hulk section where Dr. Black is going to blast him in the back of the head, misses, and gets his hands broken. Crushed. Yeah, his so reaction funny. is interesting. Like, oh, dude. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I I like that Francis is trying to do this. It's respectable that he's trying to do this without his powers. Yeah. Uh, with just words or whatever. But, you know, his dad just basically drops him from the top of the hospital they're probably like 17 stories up from the hospital you know i can't fly right and just throws him out yeah um which you think he would just be dead yeah also he's there's got a bar some residual nicotine in him yeah maybe yeah and maybe that is what it is he does his dad does blow it in his face maybe that's what saves him yeah i there's also a bar right below the hospital that's great Good for them. Possible. Uh, he says he's the dad. Basically, threatens to, you know, whatever, whatever his supervillain does, he threatens to hurt his girlfriend. Um, steals some liquor, and that's where he's headed. And and this is the only reason I think that possibly the cigarettes heal him is because he's like. He's pretty effed up, but he says, I need a pack of cigarettes in a car. I assume that that's what that is, that he's healing him. Yeah, simple request. Just give me your car. Yeah, <laughs> need to commandeer this vehicle. <laughs> of all this going on, so he gets home pretty easily, gets back. You see him open his closet. There's his costume there. It took me a second to realize... It, he like lets out a breath. He says, okay. And you see his costume there. I didn't know, you know, what that was, if he was just going to put it on or what. Um, I thought it he came really... with the alcohol. Yeah. I didn't know he had to change. <laughs> yeah. Every time. Uh, our, our bad guy, I can't remember what his name is, but our bad guy blasts in through Nikki's wall. And Eric, who seems to be able to hold his own throughout this whole series, essentially says the, the worst last words you could ever say 
you'll have to kill me first. Yeah. Never say you'll have to kill me first because you will die. Yep. And, and uh, the guy puts the puts that liquor bottle right in his head. I honestly did not expect him to go out like that after yeah. all this, but you know the whole story. Whatever. He's in the whole story, and then he's just gone. Yeah. Um. You know, but right before right before the bad guy gets to him, um. Francis, at the height of his power, comes blasting in through the wall. And he looks pretty good. He looks scary. Yeah. But he's a tough dude. Takes him through three different walls. Yeah. He's huge. Three different buildings. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, it's just crazy. He he makes a promise to Eric that he's going to be the last one that his dad takes. Yeah. Him and Nikki have a good like apology thing. He says, I loved you. And you know, they, they say the best way to, you know, uh, it, one of the, what does it say? The 11th step is helping others. And he says, the best way I can help you is to stay away from you. And, you know, beyond all things, and, and I'll speak to it a little bit more when we get there, but, um, he seems to be, sober like he doesn't seem like anything's mind altering she asked him what he's on and uh you know he kind of he seems lucid and no problems um so i don't know kind he of has the powers he only gets from alcohol that we know of but he's sober yeah seemingly um and, and we we find out why yeah. Well, well, broadly, weren't you paying attention? Yeah. Well, and then we, we get this kind of written dialogue. So it's like what he talks about, um, like a journal that he's keeping before he goes to AA. And uh, it kind of follows the actions as, as he's beating the shit out of his dad. But for all intents and purposes, like this fight is very short. Yeah, uh, he finally has just had enough. He punches his dad a few times and then just starts shooting him through the atmosphere. Um, so yep. earlier, you know, his dad called him pathetic for calling him dad. Before he he says, "You won't even call me dad." But then when he's in a tight spot, he's going to throw him out the out the window. He's like, calls him dad. He calls him pathetic. Yeah. Now that it's on the other end, he's like, nah, man, you're not my dad. <laughs> you're not my dad. <laughs> <laughs> he said, you created me, but I'm not your son. Uh, I honestly thought he was launching him into the sun. Yeah. But he like, I guess he just suffocates him, essentially. I don't know. Yeah, we, we, we're not told anything. Again, now I'm kind of. Go ahead, sorry. No, you're good. We we just weren't told what what happened or is happening to his dad. Yeah, yeah. We see we see his dad kind of falling back towards Earth, which you, to me, is unless this guy is like suffocated, like no way <laughs> is that yeah. a good way to take care of that problem. Um, 
And then we see him kind of fly off, which at that point I kind of assumed he was, I don't know, flying off to another world somewhere, right? Yeah. And then we get clean up and a little bit more on, um, uh, a little bit more on this journal. And he says, you know, I'll, I have to get it right. I just, I wish on every star in the night sky that I can get it right. But then we get the scene, man. He's just, I assume dead floating in space. Yeah. Just asleep or dead. I don't know, man. He's, he's sober now because he doesn't have any more alcohol in his system. He's a skinny guy. So that's pretty rough. Then I I, I assumed he was dead at also, but then it says, and I still want to be a hero. I don't know. Well, and and I think somebody still that's still part of his journal. Like all this yeah. in the yellow is like part so it's of in the journal. past, I guess. Yeah. Um so the last thing as you said, he says I still want to be a hero, the end whatever we see at the top of the shelf in his closet where his costume was, there was a a wrapped box and in that wrapped box was this handle of liquor of some sort. And so he did he did drink. He drank this handle of whiskey or whatever. And uh, the reason I brought up, like, he seemed really lucid. And, and when I said I'd kind of get to it later, is, is it seemed like he was still in that grace period when you drink, like, anything you drink and then, like, you're still lucid for a little while. Then it catches you because it gets right. in your bloodstream. So it kind of seemed like... Um, that he was trying to get the message out to his girlfriend or ex-girlfriend quickly before, before he actually started. In. Yeah. Man, before he... I did not, I didn't put that last page that I didn't, I didn't even see that, that he drank, man. I thought it was, a, I, it... that's why it's sad. <laughs> I thought it was kind of happy. I no, missed I, that. I, honestly, <laughs> uh, after it took me a second. I had to go back because I just, I didn't even see it. I didn't even see yeah. the bottle. Like, like I just me. read. Yeah, I just read and still want to be a hero at the end. Oh. But then, like, he had to delve back into that. So, yeah, I mean, I mean it's a it's a rough If book. he didn't, he'd be dead. But he didn't have to lie about it and then just die in space. <laughs> it's a, it's a heavy-hitting book, for sure. Um, I enjoyed it though. Great suggestion. I appreciate you you bringing it to my attention. It's uh, it's, we love Donny Cates around here, right? Yeah, Donny Cates is a good guy. We like his stuff. You can tell. I don't know how uh, this does seem a little earlier. There's some inconsistencies and stuff, and like the message. It's kind of funny sometimes, and then it's like really serious. Like it it's hard to put a lighthearted take on alcoholism yeah. <laughs> and, and, and addiction. And I think that Donnie Cates did a pretty good job of not making fun of it, but yeah. kind of like he's in this ludicrous world. And I think but where it, some of the inconsistencies come from is it's co-written by the, the drummer from the toadies and yes, maybe they weren't flowing together, but I mean, it worked. Yeah. Just a little uh, inconsistent. Overall, I enjoyed it. It's uh, it's 
it's just, he made the ultimate sacrifice in the end, you know, had to, had to fight his past, essentially his father. Uh, so it's kind of, you know, analogous to those 12 steps, I guess. Pretty crazy. What did you, what, how did you feel about the art overall? Were you a fan of it? No, I like the art a lot. Um, in, a, in some places it gets, I don't know how to say it. it's super liney, just a bunch of lines everywhere. And in a lot of places that works, but yeah. in some, it doesn't at all. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I was, um, uh, I don't mind the, the hatching so much, but there are definitely some spots at the, especially at the beginning. It seemed to lighten up a little bit, yeah. but at the beginning, like his face had a bunch of errant lines all over it. Like he was pig pen from, peanuts <laughs> just some lines floating around. yes um, it just made everything busy but in the action sequences it worked really well so mm-hmm. yeah and the col- the colors are great i really like the colors yeah i i agree like it's a nice color palette um i love the switch up you know when we get to see scenes from his origin story how they how they look like an old comic book like it's fun um very I think the only complaint I really have about the art is how inconsistent his face is. Yeah. Because we'll get somewhere. His face is just like everybody else seems pretty well put together, I guess. Uh, but his face in particular has, I don't know what he looks like. Yeah. Honest. It's just always yeah. different. Yeah. Um, but overall, uh, yeah, I liked it. Um, so I don't know. You ready to grade this bad boy? Sure. Sure. All right. You want to go first? Your <laughs> guest. You get to go first. Okay. Um, I graded it really harshly to start with. I think I have to change it up a little bit. Originally, before we reviewed it, I gave it like a 4A. I thought it was completely underdone. Oh, wow. Uh, even though I liked it, I'd eat that toast. I, I wanted more. But now I'll give it a little more done. Probably like a uh 3d i'll give it a 3d just because the 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 art is there the story while inconsistent had really good undertones that i didn't get on the first read you had to tell me so (laughs) i I think that gave it a higher score for me yeah yeah I, i can dig that um for the themes themselves i'm gonna give it like a I'm going to give it like an I3. It's got a burnt edge. Um, it's good toast. It's great. I enjoyed the story. The story hits me a little differently. I've had family members that have deal with addiction. So like to see how that plays out and see how he's trying to be a better person. But it, like not only is it addiction, but this addiction is like saving other people's lives. Um, it's kind of hard to see. But yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it. And I would never have heard about it if you hadn't brought it to my attention. So, again, I appreciate you uh, bringing that to the show today. And, uh, yeah, hope you yes, sir. enjoyed being on the show. And thanks for thanks for agreeing to do it, <laughs> I guess. Um, hope Lex comes back soon. <laughs> yeah, well, our hearts, again, our hearts go out to Lex. Uh, you know, it's a tough time. It's always, always difficult to lose a family member. So, um but uh, Dr. George, where can the people find you if you want them to find you? <laughs> um, I'm on most things at Dr. C. Jesus. 
uh, good luck spelling that. <laughs> yeah, G E E Z U S, correct? Yeah, yeah. I don't uh, post anything. I'm not interesting at all. Don't follow me. <laughs> Doctor George's responses to things are the most entertaining. That's always my favorite. Um, you may not uh, post personally a lot, but you get on there and you call people out, which is hilarious. <laughs> um. Uh, everything else you can find us at at Wednesday Pool, TikTok, Instagram, our website. Um, you can find me at sim underscore on underscore toast on TikTok and Instagram. And hey, I got a thousand followers on TikTok. I can go live now. And nice. Show my, show my ween live. <laughs> I had to. I got rid of TikTok, man. It's evil. It is. It definitely <laughs> is. When you sit there. When you realize, like, me and Nicole make fun of each other because we'll be sitting there just slack-jawed, <laughs> scrolling. It's terrible. <laughs> um, but anyway, that's it for the show, guys. We really appreciate your listens, and uh, we'll be ne- back next week with something something different. Uh, Dr. George, thanks again for being our guest and for bringing, bringing this book with you. So, Thanks for having me. All right. Well, appreciate. See y'all later. (laughs) Sorry, sorry for interrupting your. You're good. (laughs) I thought it was hilarious.